Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining us once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today, courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. Uh, we're going to start off uh, today's episode with a short story on uh, promoter Samson Lukowitz of Samson Boxing, who was recently recognized by the legislature of Buenos Aires in Argentina for his great contributions to Argentine boxing and he was presented with a plaque by the Argentine legislators Diego Rueck and Rodrigo Moran. Speakers sharing anecdotes about the colorful Lukowitz included former national deputy Facundo Mayo, promoter Carlos Tello, president of the Ukraine Amateur Professional Boxing Commission, Sergio Marquez, commissioner of the Argentine Boxing Federation, Roberto Vallo, and TYC sports journalist Marcelo Gonzalez. Sounds like a fantastic show and a well-deserved honor. Elsewhere, uh, happening down south of us as well, in uh, Chihuahua, Mexico, we saw Yamalith Mercado go toe-to-toe against Isis Vargas, and this is the result. Mercado retained her WBC Super Bantamweight World Championship for the third time, defeating brave and always dangerous Isis Vargas by unanimous decision. It was the main event of a show presented by Zamper at 2M Promotions in Chihuahua, which was broadcast locally by Azteca Sun. Mercado, who's now 19-3-0 with five knockouts, was at the forefront, aggressive, unleashing combinations with rhythm, sustaining from the first to the last round. It is the fizz of the volume plus frequency of punches. What a paragraph. Vargas, who's now 11-3-0 with three knockouts, was a brave challenger with an effective and dangerous one-two, taking advantage of her reach advantage and hunting the moment when Yamai let her hands go to counter with hard hooks. The aggressiveness of Yamai was the key difference in the fight because on several occasions, her right hooks to the face and her repeated lefts to the body and face hurt Vargas. When Mercado drove her challenger onto the ropes, she landed power shots that shook her. Isis had her moments in the middle rounds of the fight. Heads collided, and Mercado came out with a cut in her forehead, which confused her and showed, slowed her pace a bit. So the Empress landed jabs, left straights, and even a right cross to the face. Uh, Yamalith Mercado retains her WBC Super Bantamweight World Championship for the third time, scoring an effective victory by unanimous decision, all 99-91. Elsewhere taking place in Puebla, Mexico, uh, we saw that Yulian Yula Avivia went toe-to-toe -to -toe against Mayela Flores, and this is the result. WBC bantamweight champion Avila successfully defended her green and gold belt in an outright war from start to finish against hitherto undefeated Mayela Flores, who is from Hildelgo, in a stellar slugfest presented by ESPN+. A hailstorm from the opening bell with a challenger surging forward, attempting to pierce Luna Avila's guard, but she counterpunched, dropping Flores on campus in the second round. The Cobrita flaunted how well she handles her long distance, but then they closed in at an accidental clash of heads, caused a cut on the champion's right eyebrow, which was well staunched by her corner. The combat was increasing its intensity and tempered ferocity, 
resulting in a first-rate show. Maintaining the tenor of the fight, Maya incessantly sought victory, something that was recognized in the end by the thousands of fans who packed the Miguel Hidalgo Gymnasium in the capital of Puebla. Although the judges' cards decreed totals of 95-92, 95-91, all in favor of the still world champion at 118 pounds. The card was a production of Promocionas de Puebla, Cancun Boxing, and Boxing Time, and was broadcast, as I said, on ESPN+. Elsewhere, let's move across the pond over to Telford, Telford, England, where Jason Cunningham did not have to ponder too long and hard over the question of at what point did he realize he had morphed from being considered a heavy, sorry, a high-level opponent to someone with fighting for a world title towards the forefront of his mind. Despite enjoying much notable success over the years, Cunningham has effectively turned his career on its head and is now preparing to top the bill in Telford with the second defense of his European super bantamweight title. The Doncaster man goes up against the unbeaten 16-0 Terry Lecovier at the Telford International Center on April 16th, and that'll be shown live on BT Sport. The turning point Cunningham reports came off the back of the defeat, the sixth and last of his 36-fight career to date. In December 2018, he was drafted in to provide stubborn op opposition for Belfast's amateur superstar, Michael Conlon, who was, at the time, entering into double figures as a pro I was added, and was adding additional Irish flavor to the Warrington Frampton card at the Manchester Arena back then. Cunningham, typically... Uh, was nobody's fall guy and put on a solid performance and losing on the cards. It was a display that triggered a surge of confidence in the boxer known as the Iceman and one that he identifies as a keynote moment in his resurgence. He said, is the best way has been put across to me to be fair, said the 32-year-old who's now signed up by Frank Warren in Queensbury following his first European defense against Brad Foster in October of last year, he says. It was definitely after the Conlon fight where I gave a very, very good account of myself of the night. This obviously boosts your confidence. It was up, up, uh, up at featherweight, which was never really my division. I just got opportunities there because I won the Commonwealth title. At that weight, there was an opportunity given short notice and you end up campaigning in that division. Super bantamweight has always been my division, and I'm undefeated at that weight as well. So after the Conlon fight, my next few performances put me in good shape, and then it's all down to experience, really. The long road from the small hall stuff as well. I've been matched hard and I've been in the away corner many, many times against good names. It's put me in good stead though. I don't take anything back, any defeats because it's all knowledge and experience has made me the fighter that I am today. I would say that after the Conlon fight that I was coming into my prime, I had a few tickover fights and everything just started coming together. I felt it was coming to my best years and then obviously we stumbled onto the COVID era, which put things at a standstill. So, I ended up taking my opportunities on short notice again when Gamal Yafai, uh, who claimed the title in May 2021, and kind of went from there. But I would say after the column fight, I could really feel myself growing in confidence and took it from there. I knew it was all coming together. Uh, yes, again, against anyone, I truly do believe that. And it's step by step, and I'm confident of competing at the world level. I believe I'm big enough, strong enough, and at the weight, and my boxing ability is a high level, and also have good pedigree for my amateur days as well. Good stuff. So that will be for the uh, Jason Cunningham 
versus Terry LeCourbier will be for the EBU Super Bantamweight title and being held at the Telford International Center on Saturday, April 16th. And likely televised. Let's have a quick look here. Yes, live on VT Sport. Ah, moving, woo, moving back across the pond here to America. Let's have a look here. Waymaker Management is looking forward to an exciting spring schedule. Mark DeLuca, 28-2 with 16 knockouts, starts things off on April 9th when he makes the trip to Santiago, Dominican Republic. DeLuca will challenge local Edward Diaz, who's 12-3 with 10 knockouts. And traveling to someone's backyard is not new for DeLuca, who has fought in his opponent's home country in four of his last five bouts. The only time he came up short was against former world champion and current top contender, Kel Brook, who stands at 40-3 and three with 28 knockouts. Waymaker Management's founder and CEO, Artie DePeno, stated DeLuca is, is looking to keep up the momentum uh, with his fifth straight victory. This fight should set him up for a big opportunity in the summer. Yeah, it's also fighting this month, by the way, is Kendrick Ball Jr., 17-2-2, 11 knockouts. will step into the ring on April 29th at the American International College in Springfield, Massachusetts. This event is being presented by Rivera Promotions. Uh, Ball Jr. will be looking to rebound against hard-hitting Colombian Ronald Montez, who's 19-15-1 with 17 knockouts. Ball Jr. stated, I'm working hard and fully focused on being 100% physically and mentally. The popular Ball Jr. plans on being active for the rest of the year as he climbs rankings. Former world challenger Greg Vendetti, 23-4-1 with 12 knockouts, is looking to get back in the ring this spring. Vendetti is coming off a victory against fellow New England veteran Jimmy Williams, who's 18-5-2. Vendetta is uh, ready to get back on the national stage and prove he's one of the big top uh, super welterweights in the world. In March, Waymaker Management signed fan favorite Chad the Lion Leoncello, the heavyweight from Brockton, Massachusetts, is founder and CEO of Sober Warriors. Chad Leoncello commented, my manager, Artie DiPeno, and Waymaker Manager has my best interest. We share the same vision, and I'm super excited for this next chapter. We will highlight his story later this year when he's ready to fight under the biggest and brightest lights. Moving along, a few states over, you see that popular Philadelphia bantamweight Christian Carto will headline a King's Promotions event on Friday night, April 29th, when he takes on Ernesto Sebastian Franzellini in an eight-round bout at the 2300 Arena in South Philly. Carto of Philadelphia is 18-1 and one with 12 knockouts. The 25-year-old Carto is a six-year professional who brings a large and enthusiastic fan base and he win and, and has wins over Alonzo Lendez, who's 14-1, James Smith, who's 12-1. And in his last bout, Carter returned to the ring after two-and-a-half-year hiatus with a first-round stoppage over Yason Vargas on September 10th, 2021, again at the 2300 Arena. Franzellini of Buenos Aires, Argentina, is 14-12-2 with one knockout. The 33-year-old is a 10-year veteran and is a Ford, former Argentinian super bantamweight champion. Franzellini has two in a row, with the most recent outing being Yanam's decision over Sergio Estrella on November 6, 2021, in Buenos Aires. This will be uh, Franzellini's United States debut, by the way. In another eight-round bout that night, undefeated welterweight Paul Kroll returns to action as he takes on Marklin Bailey. In uh, some six-round bouts taking place, 
junior welterweight Quadir Albright, 5 0 out of Philadelphia, would take on Gonzalo Carlos Deleria. Uh, lightweight Julian Gonzalez, 5 0 also. Welterweight James Martin, 7 3, both of Philadelphia. And junior welterweight Malik Warren out of Baltimore will also see action against opponents to be named. Also in a six-round bantamweight contest, Jeremy Adorno, 6-0, out of Allentown, Allentown, Pennsylvania, will fight John Vera, 5-8, Miami. In a four-round welterweight fight, Tan Jahai, don't hang on, Dan Jahai, Teasley, 1-0, out of Philadelphia, takes on the opponent to be named as well. Anyway, tickets are on sale. And uh, if you need the link, just pop along to the 2300 Arena uh, website and you'll find information there. Or go to the box247.com website. They have it listed as well. And for the last story of this episode, we'll fly over to Connecticut, where the Connecticut Boxing Hall of Fame has announced its six-member class of 2021 to be inducted during the 16th annual gala induction dinner to be held Saturday night, May 21st, at the Uncas Ballroom at Mohegan Sun. The class of 2020, consisted, consisting entirely of old-timers, will also be inducted on May 21st. I'm guessing here that was likely due to COVID. Uh, class of 2021 inductees are retired boxers Mike Machine Gun Oliver out of Hartford, New Haven's Elvin Aiea, Hartford referee Danny Scivione, Glastonbury's Hartford Civic Center Executive Director Frank E. Russo, Manchester trainer Jose Papo Colon, and New Haven manager Mike Criscio. Says uh, CBHOF President John Londotti, the Connecticut Boxing Hall of Fame is excited to reconvene our gala induction dinner after a two-year pandemic-related hiatus. The pandemic pause gave the selection committee ample time to research boxing archives in order to support the induction of the 2020 class of deceased boxing legends and recognition of those deserving individuals is long overdue. Our class of 2021 is exceptionally outstanding as well, it is a class which truly represents the sport of boxing, fighters, trainers, managers, promoters, and ring officials being inducted in this class. I encourage all boxing fans to come out to Mohegan Sun on May 21st for a fantastic celebration of the accomplishments of those two worthy Hall of Fame classes. Fantastic stuff. Thank you very much for joining me here on Talk and Fight for Boxing News Today. Uh, you can catch me later on this afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time when I join Mike Orr and Cedric Ben at uh, they're on their show, Nuddle Up. So uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and we'll see you at 4 p.m.